Hello everyone, Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my eighth novel, Death Rattle, is out now. Here's a brief description. The newest residents of Fleet, Texas are out for blood. The town of Fleet, Texas is dying, and longtime resident Ebner Graves can only watch. Ebner grew up in Fleet, fought for it in Vietnam, grew old there, and now it's drying up. Until the addition of Sunny Meadows, a planned community on the city's outskirts. Built by foreign investor Oscar Fuchs, it's bringing wealth back into the area, and Fuchs wants more. He's buying up property all over town and making generous offers with old money. But Ebner's not buying it. Fuchs isn't what he seems. And Ebner won't see his town become something he hates. And then townsfolks start dying. Everyone who stood in the way of Fuchs all ripped apart in gruesome murder. Suspicious, Ebner sneaks into Sunny Meadows and finds the source of the killings. Vampires. Sunny Meadows is their den and Fuchs their master. Now Ebner must stop him before Fleet is bled dry. Death Rattle is available for pre-order now and releases on July 26th. It's The Lost Boys meets Walking Tall and the best thing I've written yet. I would love for you to pre-order it via the links in the show notes. Thank you and on to the show. Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Oh, like I just said, Robbie, let's get this over with so I don't have to think about this and can immediately flush it from my memory. That's the problem, Matt, is that these are like trapped. I have these trapped in my head forever, I think. I think they don't leave. I think they just embed. They have like hooks. Uh-huh. It's like a fish in the line. Fish and hook just trapped you have in my nightmares. skull. You wake up seeing this episode in your dreams. I do. It's all the season 17 Simpsons murderers row. Uh, hello. Hello, folks, listeners. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Again, access to all of our bonus material, a bunch of bonus podcasts to listen to. Our, we have a person to thank, Matthew. Uh, thank you, whoever you are, but I'm so sorry it had to be on this episode. Jason Taylor. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. This week's episode is The Monkey Suit, episode HABF14, originally aired May 14th, 2006, written by J. Stuart Burns, directed by Raymond S. Percy, received a 4.8 rating with 8.4 million viewers. The chartboard gag, Je ne parle pas Francois. I don't speak French. No. That was, I don't, I can't also, I cannot, I don't have a good French accent. I apologize. Uh, the couch gag is a repeat from earlier in the season, and photographer takes Simpsons picture uh, on the on the couch. Uh, from 2006 to 2013, where we see the different members' age and different people. Homer dies at some point, becomes a robot. Um, Maybe Marge becomes a robot. That has happened. Every, literally everything predicted in that song has happened on the show. Yep. Little did we know we were looking at the future there. Yep, they were predicting themselves. The episode guest stars Melanie Griffith as herself. Oh boy. And Larry Hagman as Wallace Brady. They brought in Who Larry Brady again. He was the lawyer, the Southern lawyer. Oh, that's right. Larry Hagman. They brought in Larry Hagman for this. I guess, I don't know. Larry probably wasn't doing much else. Decided to be in the Simpsons. 
Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Uh, um, episode's real bad. Yep. Bad episode. Um, I'm going to try and make an episode that is in almost entirely devoid of laughter, make it entertaining. It's real difficult. Um, especially when you learn about, you learn about why they included certain things in this episode. You're like, it's, it's mind boggling to me. Um, so like this entire first act or at least 75% of it, there's so much that is like literally unrelated. Like they literally took it from a different episode because that's mm-hmm. what this is. We start with the matinee of blood of Booberella, a Labor Day marathon. So it's summertime. Uh, the last day before school starts, or or or, or schools—they're about to go back to school, I guess. Even though, I like I I don't know. We we always went back to school in August, so Labor Day was never a last passion of Labor summer. Day. You've already been in school for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, it's Labor Day. I'm in cool. Um, but our summer's almost over, so he wants to get stuff done. He wants to cross things off his summer summer to do list before uh summer's over. Uh, so here, this is all uh, this, all of this, all of this Bart stuff, which takes up probably like six to seven minutes, uh, was pulled from is a cut scene from a season fourteen episode that they used in this because this episode was running short. Uh huh. I'm selling as fast as I can. It's the name of the episode. Uh, I cannot like that, Matt. I, I, even that when you're like, oh. The first six to seven minutes of this episode are from a different episode. Like we have joked about that. <laughs> about I mean, we've also joked about how the first six to seven minutes have no bearing on the plot whatsoever. And hey, that works here too. I know, and, and like they're just doing it. They're just like there is. They're just like yeah, that's what this is. I'm like, why? <laughs> why didn't you make the main plot better uh, or something? Why did you make the main plot something? Because Bart uh, goes to a baseball game, wins it. Bart appears in a stage production of Grease 2. Bart has his first kiss. Again, like, I I guess I'm just supposed to like think this is the first episode of The Simpsons again, when he said his first kiss. I, I guess. Bart yeah. has kissed girls. Okay, whatever. Uh, I there is a bit of humor that I there like. There's a couple moments where I didn't I didn't really laugh, but I did go, oh, that's something. And this bit where he kisses a girl we've never seen before and says, "I'll never forget you," crosses her off the list of have a summer romance. Then we see her list, and she has kiss a hundred boys. I that was I got the, I like that. That was good. Good joke. That good. was good. Yeah, that's that solid. Good. That's solid. Uh, that's a fun little play. Um, this takes forever. I cannot overstate. Like me, I just describe all that down because it's real boring and clearly filler uh it takes forever though um we finally get to what is the bear what what is the actual inciting incident to this episode this is the actual inciting incident it takes five minutes to get there uh lisa wants to take uh the family now that they've done all the bart summer stuff and when she wants to go to the museum well, now it's time for my summer activity. You all promised we could go to a museum. Oh. I'm so glad you picked the Museum of Natural History, Mom. Well, I'm so glad there's a show we women can enjoy. Weaving? Homer, you're my father. You're supposed to protect me from things like this. All right, just this once. You can take a drink out of my special water bottle. 
Sorry, Loomwads. No exhibits in town. Woohoo! Weapons! Bard, it's still history. Not if I spend the whole time running around like this. <coughs> die, weapons, die! Don't start the exhibit without me! <laughs> yep, because women only care about weaving. Weaving. Men only care about guns. I mean, I would buy that Bart only cares. Like, Bart is not going to be interested in weaving, is going to care about guns. Like, oh, that's fine. Uh, the problem is that none of this matters. Uh, they just need to get to a museum, I guess. So they go to the museum. This is the point where I note, where the hell is the story? That's the first time I write this down in our notes. Uh, it, it's not the last time. So we see an exhibit of weapons. Uh, there's jokes about... Uh, oh, wait, wait, Matt. Sorry. I, I wanted to jump ahead to a story. But first, we have this very important scene where... Uh the where the family and a bunch of other people from Springfield argue about a line. Oh, oh, look at that line. Time to do what I do best. Ruin it for everybody. Hey, Flanders, thanks for saving our place. But wait, wait, hold, hold the phone there, homie. Oh, dude, I was totally here. Are you calling me a liar in front of my kids? Because I take a bullet for you, man. Right in the mouth. Uh, uh. Uh, oh, fine. Take the cut. Ned Flanders is doling out cuts. I, for one, wish to partake of said. <laughs> if Bona here is getting cuts, I want him to. Cuts? Cuts? Disco stew slides in front of you. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> Tell you what, if we turn around, it'll feel like we're at the front of the line. Oh, no, you don't. I'm everywhere. That clip, Matt, 56, 56 seconds long. 50, a minute, a minute, roughly. Uh-huh. A minute of a, your 20-minute program. Precious time, precious. You have 20 minutes to get your, your story across. Fill it with jokes and humor and, and heart. They spent a minute of it arguing about a line to get into the museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My little, my literal notes. Now they're arguing about cuts in line. What is this? Like what? What is this? What Good is question. This? What is? What this? is this? What is this? This is shameful. This is shameful. Uh. So then we cut to IMAX, uh, where we learn about nunchucks. Uh. Maggie's pull uh pulls a there's a a touch wall for little kids. Maggie pulls a switchblade off of it and threatens Marge with it. So that's cool. Um, Homer shoots himself with a gun. With a, he has a, a bulletproof vest on. And he just shoots himself in the in the stomach and chest like ten times. Just goes pow, ow, pow, ow, pow, ow. Like just, that's the jokes. That's what we're getting. Oh, oh, wait, Matt. Did I? I didn't mention the 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 the, the torture rack where. Oh, that's right, where they stretch Millhouse out and actually somehow make him taller. Millhouse is attached to the rack where you stretch people. And Bart just uh, disgustingly stretches him. We cut to the next scene. Millhouse is taller, longer limbs, and taller. Okay? My Uh notes at this point were, I can't do this. (laughs) I can't do this. Uh, But that's, they're leaving. Already, already. Robbie, we're like, 
four or five minutes in, and we're already at the point where I can't do this. I just I, can't. I can't do this. It's seven minutes at this point, Matt, I think. I mean, like, this first act is really long, too. Like, it, it, almost, it almost ended me. I was so, so, de- I was, like, crestfallen, like, depressed. I'm like, oh, my God, this ten minutes feels like eternity. Um, So, th- then the Simpsons leave the museum. We have this array, a monta- montage of non-jokes, the montage of anti-jokes, uh, and then they, they leave. And Flanders, because everyone cut him in line, I feel so stupid just explaining this because it's the dumbest. I cannot, here, I talk about a lot of episodes how they bother me because like they are lazy or how like they get the characters wrong. This is just stupid, like every step along the way. It is just thoroughly dumb. It just mi- it purposefully misunderstands things over and over and over again. Misstates things. Isn't honest about its intentions. Isn't honest about its themes. It just is stupid. Just stupid. And like and it and it and it like Ned didn't get nah, okay. So Ned was at the end of the line. How long was that line? Maybe like apparently long enough that it took all day to get in. Like twenty people were in that line, maybe. We saw like twenty yeah. people. And I'm supposed to believe that Ned and his kids couldn't get into this exhibit of weapons at all. The line was so long, they were it took and the entire time the Simpsons were in there, they still didn't let Ned and his kids in. And this is just the first of like, wow, that's real stupid. That's not possible. Why are you lying? Why, Simpsons? Why are you doing this? It's really an all here, man. All of this, all of this museum crap, all of Bart and the summer, all of this is just get here where Ned goes into a museum display. History yeah, they of, couldn't just had them show up and oh look, it's a it's about evolution. Like that, that's that would that have been too difficult. I know. Like, you, I mean, they didn't do that on purpose, Matt. Like this, this is by design. Like they they literally inserted deleted scenes from an old episode in here because they were like, nah, we don't want to get to it too fast. I'm going to wait. And we're not even done that. Cause we're going to, we're going to, we're going to br- come back to this bit where we, they, the reason they inserted, they were running, the episode was running short. So they needed to fill it. Okay. And they're going to, they have, there is, they do have an argument for why they did that, Matt, but we're not, do they now they do. We're not quite there though. So, they uh flanders goes there to the part of the museum that teaches uh us about evolution and the history of man ned not a fan of that uh, sorry folks the weapons exhibit is now closed for the day yay sorry no yay but you can all feel free to enjoy the rest of the museum <gasps> evolution <gasps> me how can you put up an exhibit on the origin of man and not have one mention of the bible oh we do my most cherished beliefs a myth daddy was mommy a monkey i can't remember no one was ever a monkey everything is what it was and always will be god put us here and that's that but you said a stork 
brought me. Uh, that was God disguised as a stork. Who brings baby storks? <laughs> There's no such thing as storks. It's all God. Please bless Daddy. <laughs> Stop Daddy... praying to that stork. Because that's what kids do. As soon as you tell them that uh, they, a stork brought them, they start worshiping the stork and praying to it. <laughs> I, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling. Like, I there. I feel like there is there is grist for the mill. There is ammunition. There is fuel. There is something you could make an upset about with uh, creationism in schools, and you know, tr- religion trying to force their way into public schools in the U.S. You could do that in a way. There, I'm sure there's an episode there out there, but I don't know what this is. They they don't really they don't. Like I said, it's dishonest about what it's trying to do. It doesn't even represent... It doesn't represent either side accurately. It just has stuff happening. Like it's a, like cart- cartoonish. It's just nonsense for 20 minutes. Not even 20. 10. And then it's over. It doesn't really represent... You know, if, if we're supposed to take it... Obviously, there's like... A, a, Ned is a zealot in this. Where he doesn't care about separation of mm-hmm. church and state. And it's obviously not the Ned that we, you know, the f- talk about flannerization and the fact that Ned has been pushed further and further and further away from the character that we knew, at, you know, in the golden years. That is certainly true. But my problem isn't even with that largely. Like, it is a problem, but it's not the the problem in that this episode doesn't really represent what, you know, the, the like... When Marge is like supposed to be like the person Lisa's actually trying to to win over, you know, and she wins over because Marge reads the Origin of Species, which, hey, I I believe in uh, evolution is real and it is, but that Origin of Species is the driest of dry books. I cannot believe Marge is going to make her way through that thing. I couldn't even finish Origin of Species. It's so dry. Um, Lisa is a saint for reading through that whole thing. Uh, yes, it is. There are so many better things to read about evolution. Yeah, like if you want to explain evolution to someone, do not hand them Origin of Species. My God, there's so much better books that explain it much more succinctly and eloquently. So it doesn't represent any of this. It, it It's just like Flanders is just yelling. Like it literally is just Flanders screaming, basically just screaming creationism, creationism, creationism. And then a, this ramshackle court case and the episode ends like that's it there's no there's no actual like engaging with why they you know why uh teaching evolution is challenging to people of faith or what it actually can be like they're they don't like there's like a couple moments where they like glance or glint we get a glimpse of what could be like depth or nuance to these arguments discussion or controversy it uh, it doesn't care. It doesn't care. So there's nothing. Um, but but Ned's upset because of the. I guess the museum he did wasn't aware existed yet. Like that museum. Uh, yeah, or it's like, oh yeah, I've never been to a museum before because obviously this Ned is the hyper Christian Ned who does who just doesn't ever go to museums to learn because learning is bad. Yeah, I guess. Um, so Ned obviously because he's upset about this museum. Uh, once uh, with Lovejoy, they 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 have a meeting at the church. Mel is there by himself for some reason. Ah, okay, sure. It's Flanders, the Lovejoys, 
and Mel. I think there's like a couple other people in the background, but they're nobody. We're no one we recognize. Yeah, sure. They have a brief, and Helen basically talks to Reverend and says, "Yeah, support this. It'll give us more more people coming to the church." That'd be an interesting angle, like to to push the story in that direction, where like, oh yeah, Reverend Lovejoy's supporting all this because he wants people to come to church. It never comes back. We never cut back to the church well with like full of people now all of a sudden because they spent eight minutes about Bart playing baseball. There ain't no time. Ain't got, ain't, ain't got time for that. Uh, but they do go to Principal Skinner and convince him that they need creationism taught in school. We want you to teach alternative theories to Darwinian evolution. You mean Lamarckian evolution? No, the Adam and Eve one. And what if I say no? I believe you leased your Camry from Christian Brothers Auto. <gasps> no, that was a once-in-a-lifetime APR. Class, starting today, we will be presenting an alternative theory on the origin of man. Creationism? But that's not science. It is now. Are oceans God's tears? They sure are. A+. Plus. Ugh. Now Lisa's the Ralph. I mean... I'm pretty sure that uh, Lisa is no longer the Ralph uh, because Lisa will still be better at creationism than Ralph is because in order to decry something, you have to understand it. So sorry, Ralph. Like, this is the thing that they, to get creationism taught in schools, they go to Skinner and threaten to burn his car financing? His lease paperwork, yes. That... Uh, okay like that's the thing i mean to be fair i'm sure uh, there are lots of christian businesses out there that require their customers to be in good moral standing which is just awful to begin with but But, this is a stretch that's the thing like there are a lot of ways you could get like every step along the way this isn't authentic this isn't genuine you want to examine this issue, you have to examine it at its face value. You can't have it so that they threaten Skinner with his car financing. You have to get it like you go to the you have a school board meeting and you have all those parents stand up and say, this is what we want. Like, that's how it works in real life. Yeah. Like, just like you have to represent the, the issues authentically. If you want to confront, if you want to have an episode about it, make an episode about it. Don't just have nonsense happen. Oh, my God. This first act ends. Finally, it ends. Finally, it ends. Ten minutes and 12 seconds. We go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, we get basically an explanation of what the new status quo is going to be. And it's it's bad. How can you teach the book of Genesis as a scientific theory? Mm, This helpful video will evade all your questions. I screen word. So you're calling God a liar, an unbiased comparison of evolution and creationism. Let's say hi to two books. One, the Bible, was written by our Lord. The other, The Origin of Species, was written by a cowardly drunk named Charles Darwin. by prominent conservatives like George Will and the late Pope John Paul. That's something to think about. The George Will? Lisa, you've said quite enough. Children, drown her out with whistling and arm flatulence. All I'm 
saying is... <laughs> so, yes, as you can see, uh, just like schools all over the United States, mostly in the South, the, the classroom is now filled with Christian propaganda. Uh, or I should say creationist propaganda, because even most Christians aren't that silly anymore. Uh, but why does Skinner care? Like, they made him show it. He doesn't have to make them believe it. He's just to go, yeah, here you go. This is some crap I'm being forced to show you. I don't understand. <laughs> that, that, that's, again, that's another thing, Matt, where they just, they don't actually want to represent what the issues are in this. They just want fill. They want to fill time. And they just, like, re- they change it. They Every character in this changes on a dime, depending on what the needs of that scene are. Like, it's not just the the plot demands it. We make that joke so much. Like, every single scene, Skinner's a different character. Ned's a different character. Marge and Lisa are different characters. Like, it depends entirely on what they need to happen in that, even in that scene. Like, there there is no consistency even in the, from, from scene to scene, it's just nonsense. Um, I'm going to, here, man, I'm going to tell you a story. This is story time. Okay. I went to a Christian school as a child. Lisa's age. I was in, I was in a private Christian school. And they taught creationism. They taught creationism in science class. Mm-hmm. And they represented it like, yeah, the Earth's been around for 6,000 years or whatever. You know, it's changed from time to time, depending on biblical scholars. How long, how old is the Bible? Um, but roughly, it was 6,000 years when I was taught. And... You're and you're taught that the the Earth's six thousand years old, and the Earth and that carbon dating is unreliable and not accurate, because that is largely how we know how old things are. Carbon dating, which is actually incredibly accurate, <laughs> but you're not taught that as a kid in in those schools. Uh, and here, Matt, this is and this is the thing. Like this stuff at face value is ridiculous, absurd, and it's funny. Like it's a joke. And, like, I I was expecting to see some of that in this episode. Because, you know what I was taught in my Christian, my private Christian school about uh, dinosaur bones, about fossils? Oh, was it the one where they were put there by Satan to fool us? They were put there by the devil. The devil put dinosaur bones down in the earth to trick us into thinking that the earth is older than it actually is. Like that, I was taught that at, with a, with, with a, with the teacher's straight face taught me that. And I was assuming that we'd get some of that, you know, like a, at least a lesson that taught how this works and not, and not, you know, just non like we get a video and then nothing. There's literally not even a, another scene where we get an actual lesson that teaches what like trying to teach kids this creationism. We just get Lisa groaning and you're like, you have to actually show what they're trying to teach creationism is for to being to engage in this episode. Like, I've had science teachers who believe in evolution who are also Christians. Uh, And you'd have to have that – like, you'd have to have all these different parts of the story to represent someone who's, uh, you know, not – like, they just have Ned preaching dogma. You know, I just accept this because this is what I've been told to accept and not actually authentically engage with – what belief is, what faith is, and science. And, like, there, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but they don't care. There's just this nonsense. And it's so annoying. It's so frustrating because it's so stupid. Like, it just, it doesn't get anywhere. I'm like, I, I wrote it again. I think, where did I write this? Where does this go? Where are we? What, what is happening? 
Does where like there's there's never a there there. They never arrive at anything. It's always just like, oh yeah, we got bored with the scene. Let's move on to the next one. Ugh. Indeed they did, and so will we. <laughs> uh yeah. So uh uh for some reason at home, Maggie is in the trash can. I, I, I don't know if we ever this, find out why. I, that's the thing that this is it's just like Marge is has a she's this scene, I I feel like I wanted to put this up for because it's so inexplicable. Marge is like peeling an orange, and she throws the orange peel away, opens up the trash can lid. It's a little tiny trash can too. It's not mm-hmm. a big kitchen trash can. It's a little tiny trash can, and she opens up the lid, and Maggie just explodes out of it with trash. Yep. What is this? No reason. Just because. <laughs> why is Why is Maggie in a trash can? It's not a joke. There's no joke here. They just got away to Lisa talk to Marge after that. What's happening? Yeah. <sighs> punch up, probably punch up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Lisa talks to Marge. Uh, Marge is just completely stupid and and tries to get her uh, talk her way out of not picking evolution or creationism because. Uh, why would you have Marge help in any way, shape, or form? This is just Lisa complaining for the entire episode until, you know, Marge is less stupid. Marge runs away to jump on the trampoline with Homer because that's easier than actually answering Lisa's questions. Uh, Bart and Homer, also stupid. Uh, they both believe in creationism. Although, why Lisa thought that Homer... Like, Lisa goes to this whole spiel, like, how how would you stop believing, believing in evolution? Lisa, did you ever think Homer did believe in evolution? Do you think Homer ever gave any thought whatsoever to any scientific thought of where we came from? Because that, no, no, sorry, no. I, again, everyone in this, even Lisa herself, very dumb. Like, everyone is just the dumbest version of themselves. Every single character. Indeed. So, uh, there's a town meeting. Uh, Lisa Lisa raises the issue. Hey, we need to do something about this. This this crazy stuff is going on. Let's take a vote on it. So now everything's uh, evolution is banned. Everything is creationism all the time now, because that's what happens when you let uh, people who go to town meetings vote on things. Uh, I should have stuck to a referendum. I was going to say, Matt, this is like the one moment where you're like, oh, this is actually closer to representing a real world. You know, but it's still so stupid because we it doesn't even take a there's not even a moment to breathe in any of this. It just jumps from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. And there's never a moment where we get to sit with what the episode's about and we never ponder about anything. There is never any question. There's no discussion about between characters. It's just like, no, we just keep going. I, I, this is so dumb. This is my notes right here. This is so dumb. Yeah. This is incredibly dumb. So, moving along, uh, Lisa leaves notes uh, to all the smart kids um, to, you know, meet and talk about evolution. Uh, There's a horrible joke. Uh, The note is left by LMS, which Lisa has on her backpack, and they think, oh, no, it's little Mo Sislak. Little Mo Sislak. And then they pan the camera to see a tiny child version of Mo with Mo's voice acting like Mo. Why? 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 What, what is this? Yeah. Who is this? Matt, okay. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get, oh, like, is this, what, who, what, who is that? <laughs> I, I, is don't, that, I don't know. Is that 
a Moe's long lost child. Is, is that a is that Moe's kid? One. That's my first question. Is that Moe's kid? Two. Is it an unrelated child that just unfortunately looks exactly like Mo? I mean, I hope not. I mean, I think I think oh. that's what they're actually suggesting with that joke. Because the little Mo is like, I hate when they say that. And 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 then but everyone calls him little Mo Sizzlack because he looks exactly like Mo. But it's not related to Mo. That is my actual that's my that's my suspicion. It's very dumb though. <laughs> It it's very dumb. It's so. Oh it's, no, Robbie, Robbie, you think that's dumb? Oh, I'm no. gonna one up you uh, so hard uh, right know. now. Yes, because in the cre the uh, the evolution club, the anti creationism club, uh, Lisa starts to read from the evolution of species, uh, or the uh, sorry, the my brain's not working. Robbie, What's origin of species, Matt Charles origin Darwin. Species. Yes, yes, uh, and is immediately arrested by the cops, who apparently can only enforce the last law passed, uh, which leads to a cutaway gag of Snake just murdering people left and right and Wiggum saying, yeah, in the old days we've been all over that. The, the, the Snake has an assault rifle on top of the quickie mart just uh-huh. firing into people. Like, like, okay, who boy, this is like I said, it just doesn't stop. They're just like, oh, we're, we can't stop for more than literally eight seconds. Things ha- just have to keep happening. We can't develop any ideas. Nothing gets built. Everything is just for a moment. It, it lasts for two seconds, and then it ends, and we move on to the next thing. There's no development. There's no construction. Lisa organizes these meetings, and you're like, okay, I've never seen this episode before, Matt. Never seen it before. Everything huh? I'm just waiting for it like to do something, and so I'm like, oh, Lisa's gonna have like an underground movement. That's interesting. She's gonna maybe, 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 maybe. Like I, I'm, you know, do I actually think it's gonna be good? No, of course not. It's season seventeen. If it, if anything is good in season seventeen, it's usually just an accident. Um, but I'm like, I'm hopeful. You know, I wanna, I want the Simpsons to be good. And I'm like, oh, she's going to have, like, an underground movement and all these kids, all the smart kids are going to, like, subtly bring back the teaching of evolution and they're going to, you know, overthrow the creationism in their own schools. No, it lasts for four seconds. Literally, Lisa starts reading Origin of Species and then the cops bust in. How do the cops know about this meeting? Why are the cops enforcing this? Like, the, it, like... Why are you arresting a child? You can't arrest children. You're not gonna. You would. You would like. I. I, I'm willing to give like the Simpsons some leeway about reality. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. You know that maybe they could arrest Lisa if for some crazy reason because Springfield is inept. Springfield police force is inept and corrupt. Okay, but how do they know that this meaning exists? Why are they arresting Lisa? It's after school, isn't it? So who cares what they're doing? Is it because they're on school property? It, like, it doesn't matter. We never know why she's arrested. She's arrested because they're talking about evolution? That's not... But in the end of the... They, this is all to get to a court case that lasts for three minutes. Uh, they don't ever talk about what's actually on trial. Like, it doesn't... Again, there's nothing there. It, it's just completely empty. And then... I'm just, we're just, oh, the cops just let, let Snake a bunch murder a bunch of people. I'm like, this is so stupid. 
This is so stupid. Un- but well, Robbie, unfortunately for you, that w- after that snake kills a whole bunch of people <laughs> without consequences, we go to a commercial, and no. I can just no stop Matt, talking. No, as no, no, Matt, no, please, I don't want. All right, Robbie, it's all on you now. No, I'm I gonna go hide in the corner. I don't want anymore. Uh, we come back from commercial. It's 15 minutes and 24 seconds. 15 minutes and 24 seconds. It's like five minutes left in this episode. For the for for uh, there is lit- there's been no build. There's been no character development. There are no stakes. I don't know what's happening. Like, I still don't know what's happening. We're 15 minutes in this episode. I don't know what's happening. So uh, Lisa goes to trial. Uh, we're introduced to lawyers, which one is a... Um, what is Lisa's lawyer, Matt? Why can't I remember the name of the organization? Um, uh, Clarice Drummond, uh, I'm, basically, I'm, from the play. Yes, I know, but the she has been ACLU. I was thinking of ACLU is what I'm looking for. Uh, and yeah. then the other one is a Southern lawyer uh, who's Wallace Brady, played by Larry Hagman, which I didn't even realize it was Larry Hagman, um, which is, again, this is, you know, I I hate to hear. It's aping the Scopes monkey trial. Mm-hmm. Good job, Robbie. Good job. We're, we're impressed with your pun. I, to be fair, that bad pun is funnier than anything that happens in this episode. That is true. Um. Lisa goes to trial, and here, I'm going to give you guys a little sample of what this court case is. So does this theory of evolution necessarily mean that there is no God? No, of course not. It just says that God is an impotent nothing from nowhere with less power than the Undersecretary of Agriculture, who has very little power in our system. (laughs) Now, sir, you are a scientist, correct? Oh, that's right. I have a Ph.D. in truthology from Christian Tech. Ooh. Move over, Carl. I got a new hero. Yeah, this will last about a day. So, as a scientist, what is your take on this devolution? <laughs> Pure hogwash. If man evolved from monkeys, there'd be evidence. But when we look at the fossil record, here's what we see. A missing link. <laughs> I believe right now this gentleman's having dinner with the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny. This is the break in the case we've been waiting for. I mean, he doesn't exist. Evolution is just a lot of that Hollywood hooey. Hollywood hooey. Hollywood hooey. Okay, Matt. So, what's on trial here? What, what if if Lisa wins? What happens? If Lisa loses, what happens? Um. Nothing, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe Lisa wins and they go back to the status quo at best. Do you think that maybe they should lay that out? Maybe? One time? Say maybe. at least maybe one maybe. time. But like no. let the audience know the stakes of look, hey, we're gonna have a court case. Here are the stakes. Lisa I mean ideally this would be like you know, a little subtly introduced, but I would be fine with Lisa just going, I need to win so that we have evolution in schools again. Where I can't lose, I'll go to prison. Like, something, say what is at stake in your episode. They don't. They don't care. So we get this Frank testimony. We get a planet scientist testimony. All the while, there's this weird, like, simmering tension between Marge and Lisa for some reason. I don't know why. My literal notes at this point is, what the hell is happening? I don't know what's happening. Lisa's upset. I don't know why Lisa's even upset. Like, 
they're, they're just jumping from scene to scene, expect us to do the work of connecting the dots. They want us to put in the connective tissue. We just have to assume why things are happening, why people feel a certain way. They don't lay it out in any way. And this comes back around, Matt. I mentioned earlier, they the episode's short. They came out short originally, so they threw in the deleted scenes of Bart doing the summer stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like six, seven minutes. It's a lot. And the the writer, Jay Stewart Burns, said episode ended up being incredibly short because when you do an episode where there's really just one good side of an argument, creation versus evolution, you don't fill out as much time as you need to. And uh, I, who boy, Matt, who boy, that line, I don't know if there's more there that if I, you know, maybe there's more to that. There's context to that quote, but it, if when you write about you know what you do when that happens you make a you what's that Robbie? you use your you use your imagination you use your creativity and you reframe the episode so it's not so cut and dry you don't make it oh is creation well no creationism has been obviously proven incorrect for a long time science has shown evolution is accurate is correct creationism is not so you don't make a trial about it. It's not complicated. You write your episode about something else. You reframe the the, the discussion. You reframe the controversy. You reframe the, the question be like, well, if science has proven that evolution is right, the creationism isn't, wouldn't you reframe the episode so that it'd be about then why are so people why are people so adamant about wanting creationism taught in schools? Well, if you wanted to have a good episode that made sense, you would. But if you're just trying to fill 22 minutes. Uh. <laughs> and that's the thing, Matt. I, I've, I've said multiple times, I want to give the writers the benefit of the doubt. I want to give the creators the benefit of the doubt. But there is no room for doubt in this episode where they literally have said, no, we came up short. So we put in a deleted scene from another episode from three seasons ago. We just included a scene. And you're like, oh. There is no doubt here. They literally just wanted to fill the time. They wanted, to, oh, well, we could make it better. But the, the episode we wrote originally was too short because it doesn't, one argument's just way better than the other one. Well, you would maybe reframe the argument so it's not about some stupid court case. You make it about, well, why is Ned want creationism taught so much? And you make it a question about, well, about faith and about belief and about faith in the faith in the face of science. How do you make room for science in the, in in, and faith in the same in the same head in the same mind I, like i've said i have had science teachers believe wholeheartedly in evolution still are christian still you know had faith and how does that work that's an interesting thing to me you could make an episode about that uh they they but they don't care they don't care they just they want they have what they have in set in mind is oh we just need to do the scopes monkey trial again except not as good uh and there's and make Lisa look like an idiot. Like everyone look just looks stupid. Everyone looks stupid in this episode. No one looks the idea. What ideally you should do in any Simpsons episode, at least among your repeating cast members, is make them all make them all interesting. You don't want any of them to look like like idiots. You want them all to be interesting characters. And certainly some of them are going to be stupid. Like uh, you know. Wiggum over and over and over again. Sure, he's a giant idiot. And it's not that you can't make people the butt of jokes or make them do stupid things. But when the episode's about, largely this episode's about Lisa and Ned and Marge, you want them to all 
be compelling and interesting, even if they're wrong. Ned is wrong, but I still want him to be an interesting character. I want to know why he thinks this way. I want it to be interesting. Not just have him say because, 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 because. Because that's all he does. Um, so Lisa's sad now. Mar- Mar- Marge is, is sad because Lisa's sad for some reason after this day of the trial. We have one day of the trial, by the way, Matt. One day. We see one day of the trial. Well, there only was one day, obviously. Well, did you need any more to prove evolution wrong? I mean, again, build. You you build tension. You build drama. You have a back and forth. You have multiple days of where Lisa presents evidence, and then the uh, then the creationism side presents evidence, and you go back and forth about who was and and theoretically you've established the stakes. So there is tension about who's going to win, and you don't know the 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 people in the jury whose side are they on? Like you, there's so like they have made <laughs> my lord. Um, Inherit the Wind is a movie based on the monkey trial. Maybe you would, it's not a good movie, but I mean, like, it's better than this. Um, maybe build, Matt, uh, build more than just a day of the trial because Lisa's sad because she has to be. That's the thing. If there are multiple days of trial and it looked like Lisa was going to lose and it looked like, oh, there are really serious stakes. I would feel that we would feel tension as an audience. Instead, we don't. We don't care, and we don't know why Lisa's sad. There's only been a day of trial, Lisa. You hope theoretically you still have more time, right? Like maybe instead of being sad, you would come up with a plan. But instead, Matt, instead this is what we get, which is might be the most stupidest thing the Simpsons have ever done, where Marge decides Lisa literally throws Origin of Species in the garbage. She's sad. So she throws the book away. And really into that book. She throws the book in the garbage. She's real sad. She's like, she's like, Mom, I should have just gone with the flow and learned creationism. I'm like, Lisa, what are you doing? That's not you. This is so stupid. But Marge is like, oh, no, my baby is sad. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read Darwin. I guess in one night. Yeah, that's impressive. That's, that is impressive. Gorgeous species. A thick book. That's a lot of book there. Uh, Marge reads it, and there's a montage here. Marge reading it in a shower, and Marge reading it in bed while Homer's trying to come on to her, which is a really creepy scene, by the way, because Homer literally says out loud, I love it when you're not into me. And I'm like, ooh, boy, Homer. Mm, That's real bad. Not a good look. Don't say things like that out loud, Simpsons. Um... But Marge reads the book and goes, oh, that's interesting. Did Marge really not know anything about evolution? That's what we're learned. That's what we were taught, right? That Marge literally did not know what evolution was. Yes. And now she does, apparently. As Matt notes, there are much better books about evolution. There are absolutely much better books about evolution. Um, there's a lot of pop science books that will explain it very elo- eloquently and easily. And make it make perfect sense. Yeah, it really, get... really takes about two to three pages to get through most of it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, there's, it's not confusing. It's easy. It's actually the thing that makes the most sense, which is why you, uh, I it's I accept it. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes way more sense than anything else. So March is a plan for this trial, Matt. How to, she's going to pull it out for Lisa, even though I'm not really sure why I should think Lisa's losing. Like, we don't even know why. Like, there's not a sense of who's winning or losing this trial. It's just is existing. Uh, I voted this time, God almighty, just because I can't take this. Um, 
Also, there's a moment here where Milhouse reveals that he is Nelson. He pulls yeah, off... there's a whole thing going on in this where uh, Nelson is other people in disguise. I, I I don't know what why. Why? What what is happening? Like, I don't expect you to know the answer, Matt. I don't think anyone knows the answer. I don't know if this is the writers know an answer. They just like, oh, this let's just throw it in there because it feels like they just throw it in there because N- Milhouse is, reveals that he is Nelson. So Marge is playing for the win, Lisa this case this is uh, this is the end of the episode there's no more time they have run out of time there's two minutes left uh we have marge's master plan matt the master plan it is not to put like someone specific on the on the on on the witness stand it is not to have the the lawyer pursue a certain line of questioning it's not to catch i mean i guess it's to catch it's it again the dumbest possible way because Marge's master plan is to hand Homer a beer. Now, Mr. Flanders, you're familiar with the Bible, correct? As familiar as it's proper to be. Don't worry, Lisa. I've got the answer to your problems right here. Look, homie, I brought you a beer. Thanks, Marge. Now a twist off. Come on. And you are positive that man and ape cannot be related. As sure as I am that Jesus hates hip-hop. Come on, open. I want what's in you. As a matter... Come on, you... Homer. Stupid. Homer, I'm trying to... (laughs) Will you shut your yap, you big monkey-faced gorilla? (gasps) Mr. Flanders, you've sworn to tell the truth. Can you say that this man could not possibly be related to that ape? You win, Lisa. This court hereby rules that the law forbidding the teaching of evolution is repealed. I just... I just... (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, I don't know if that clip adequately really captures how stupid this is, Uh, but... The, this is Marge's plan. Is she knows if she gives Homer a beer, he's going to turn into a monkey man, and that's going to make Ned get angry and call him a gorilla, and then admit defeat in the wake of this overwhelming evidence. I don't. I don't know. I what, mean, it's a plan. It's not a good one. I know, but like Matt, like I can't even like it. it it fail. It fails us so. It, not just it, like it fails every in multiple ways. Like one, it's just it's presupposing that Marge knew that if she handed Homer a beer, all of this stuff would happen, which is a stretch, Marge. It's a stretch to think that all of that is almost certainly going to happen. She is like, yeah, it's going to work. It's a plan. Like, okay, sure. Two, if all those things happen that somehow Homer's acting like a monkey makes evolution true? Yeah, I just... They seem to think that a simple explanation will make everyone who believes in in creationism not anymore, and it's like, no, they have vested interest in creationism. They... It supports their worldview. That's why they believe in nothing will ever convince them. I don't... This is so stupid. (laughs) That's the thing, Matt. Like... It, it it supports their worldview. It is important for them to believe in it because it is an integral part of their identity. And 
a good episode would talk about that and you know bring that up but this episode doesn't it just has it so that ned is convinced because he called homer a monkey or a gorilla and you're like what on earth is happening what is this this is the point i said this is so bad i give up like what is happening what, what? <laughs> so and matt and and the 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 judge goes uh we reverse uh the the ruling that yeah that's that's how legislation works that's that guys that's not how it works you can't a uh, judge who's trying a case about the judge okay i can't where's the jury in all this <laughs> ned isn't the one pressing charges ned can't just go i give up and it's over you'd mm-hmm. have a You'd have the end the case, and then the jury would say, we find the defendant guilty or not guilty. Then the judge would do his thing. What? (laughs) They just forgot how... Like, don't make an episode about court cases unless you want to actually commit to a court case. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. And now we get the ending of the episode, finally, where Lisa somehow, for some reason, gets ice cream with Ned Flanders. Thanks, Mom. Thank you, honey, for opening my eyes. I can't wait to see what evolution will make next. Maybe a bird with a people face, or a bear with pants on. Let's go, boys. Your poor old popsicle's been licked. Mr. Flanders, wait. Hmm? I want you to know I respect your beliefs, and I can see how deeply you feel about them. I just don't think religion should be taught in our schools any more than you'd want scientists teaching at the church. Well... I wish this world would evolve a few more kids like you, Lisa. What say we take our worthy adversary out for a hot fudge fun day? Granite, you godwad. You be what? No. And we're back to Nelson being other people. Yeah. You might go, well, why is Nelson there? You listen to that clip and you'd be like, oh, well, because Nelson is Rod, I think. What, or I think it's Rod. Uh, I believe it's Todd. It was Todd? Okay. Um, yeah. Like it matters. Uh, and nothing in this episode matters. Not at all. Nothing in this episode matters. But yeah, Nelson is Todd in disguise. And you're like, now you're just now you're just rubbing it in my face. That's the really infuriating thing. It's just it's just rubbing it rubbing it in my face, like, oh no, we don't care. We don't take this seriously. We're just having we're just having things happen. It doesn't nothing matters. Who cares? That's literally it. Um God almighty, this episode's bad. Yep. So bad. Like Ugh. So stupid. That so dumb. We will rake it at the end of the show. I can't believe I have to actually ask Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. It there's so many ways. Like it, it's it, it like it, I, it, and again, every time it's just, it's not that complicated. Like, I w- like <laughs> you want to fix this episode? Like I said, I said at the very beginning of this, there's certainly an episode you could write around the, the debate, uh, teaching creationism in schools and the controversy, and there easily could be a Simpsons episode about it. All you have to do is like try. I really think that's it. You just have to try. Like, that's my... Here, that's my actual first step to fixing this episode. You gotta try. Because they literally admit, oh, we didn't really try that hard. We went, oh, the episode's too short. Uh, Well, we throw in Bart doing summertime stuff from a different episode. 
Yep. I would say that's the st- if you go, oh, this episode's way too short. You would go, well, maybe we should just rewrite the episode, huh? Maybe spend more time on it. Try harder. Like, I, I don't want to necessarily always put it as a matter of effort. But in this case, it clearly is. And the problem is, like, this episode's about, like, Lisa. This episode should be about Lisa. This episode should be about Ned. It's true. Uh, this episode is perfect for Ned because it brings his faith and how he wants his faith to be all over the place in every aspect of his life and how it should be, you know, the rest of the town or at least somebody pushing back and him realizing, oh, maybe it shouldn't be in every aspect of my life, especially parts that aren't part of my life. Like, oh, say the school where my kids don't go. That's the thing. This episode should be about there shouldn't be a tr- like they really want to do a monk, the scopes monkey trial. They really wanted to do it. They thought, oh, this will be fun. Um, but it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be. They shouldn't have a trial. Uh, you can maybe have a school board involved or something like that if you really want to. But ultimately, this episode should be about Ned learning that he has to. He that he can't. You you can't let your faith and your belief in religion override uh, facts and science. And how can he? make both those things make sense in his mind at the same time. And there's a lot of people, that is a real life struggle that people have to face when you are reconciling, you know, dogma and belief that has, you know, was rooted in thousands of years uh, uh, of history, but never really had to reckon with modern science. And now that it has reckoned with modern science, it's going to fail and how you can maybe reconcile them and make them work together and requires hard work and and kind of thought and meditation and how there is at, it's something that's admirable it's an admirable thing to do to look at your beliefs examine them and absorb new information into them and make make it part of your identity and change yourself a little bit that's admirable that's a good thing and Ned would be a better character for it in the end of the day. And I don't think this episode would have to change that much. Like, you you could still have it. Oh, they teach creationism in schools. I would probably start it with a moral panic about evolution. Led by Ned, a charge by Ned and, and Helen Lovejoy. You get the school board to – is school board turns out, hey, it's all these – it's all Christian people. And when if they really want to, they can press so that creationism is taught in schools. You still have Lisa start a little underground club of nerdy kids and you have lisa slowly pull in more and more children and you have little subplots of them trying to stay hidden you know um hiding from skinner from ned or whoever um and then here this is how you pull it all together matt you have i don't know rod or todd pulled in into the club and they are taught science about evolution and they go oh that makes sense and you have lisa literally just have lisa give a one minute pop explanation of why evolution is real and why it is really undeniable and then you have ned face the fact that his own child is converted and he has this kind of moral conundrum and etc etc you have lisa and ned talk to each other and lisa tells ned like just because evolution exists doesn't mean you have to stop believing in god there's they 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 can coexist but you have to be willing to learn you have to be willing to change you have to be willing to to adapt and you have ned do that and and his he hugs daughter and or todd at the end and they love each other 
And I like, but it's a Ned episode. It's not really a Lisa episode. Lisa's probably integral, but Lisa doesn't change. Lisa doesn't really face. Ned is the one who's going to change. Lisa's going to be a static character in this. And God Almighty, I, we don't need Marge in here. Why is Marge in here? This is not Lisa the skeptic. There's not a, you don't need a two sides this argument. What are you saying, man? No, then it's just like you said, this is not a Lisa episode. It feels like it should be because it involves evolution and you can have Lisa as the antagonist. But we've done the the Lisa, Lisa, the skeptic before and and other similar episodes. And I just it's it's tired. You've done it before. Don't waste your time on this. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing where I'm even like, I love Lisa. She's my favorite character. And I'm still like, mm, I don't want. No, don't do this. Not again. Not for this. This is stupid. Because uh, this makes everyone in the it makes her uh, insufferable. This is the kind of stereotypical like writers don't know how to write Lisa and not make her insufferable because she's just screaming at people and they're just staring at her stone faced, and she has you know every every single character in this their 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 emotions and their feelings change on a whim. That there is no development of any ideas. Hey guys, this is like a crazy thought. Like if you have to insert seven minutes of a deleted scene from a different episode in your episode, rewrite it. Start over. It's a bad episode. Simple. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit. It makes it. It makes it worse. It's not a good episode to begin with, and your seven minutes of nonsense makes this episode even worse. So it's not funny. I cannot emphasize this enough. This episode is devoid of laughter. Oh my lord, it's not funny. Um, it's just, and it makes me angry because everyone acts so stupid, so stupid, and there's no heart in any of this. Ned is a monster. Uh. Lisa, because she can't argue, she's so devoid of like intelligent points about evolution and creationism. It makes her look stupid. Homer is absolutely stupid, like always. Bart is, they're both Bart and Homer afterthoughts, but Marge is the dumbest. I think that's really upsetting to me, is how stupid Marge is. Like, just like, oh yeah, it's both sides, Lisa. You're like, Marge, shut up. And then they just have Marge go jump on a trampoline. Ooh, oh my lord. It's really not that complicated, though. It really isn't, and yet, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, you know there's good news, man. We're almost done with season 17. Thank goodness. Although, will 18 be better? Probably not. <laughs> uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our supporters on Patreon to leave their reviews for the episode. See what uh, they think about it. Uh... Uh, first from Tim, even by the relaxed standards of season 17, this was remarkably stupid. It was as if somebody said, we should, we should, uh, take a serious subject and let Tom Green write it. Early warning signs were one. The opening montage lasted over 90 seconds. Seemingly five minutes were wasted in rehashing the worst of Bart circa 1990 and jerk Homer circa 2006 and three, a wasted use of Melanie Griffith. That seemed endless. Oh, I, we even mentioned Melanie Griffith. She's a voice on a, on a museum tour. That's all she is. Uh, Tim continues, the episode wasn't completely useless. There were three times I left. Museum's use of what a fool believes. Ralph proclaiming now Lisa's the Ralph. And Marge's picture with a Snoopy courtesy of MetLife Insurance. Too bad those take up only an aggregate of about 20 seconds. I mean, there was so much one could do with the subject. Without thinking too hard, one can envision the barflies clumsily debating whether the bar's rat might be related to Moe, which could even eventuate with Bart re- Barney reenacting the scene from Homer at the bat, but punching Wade Boggs. Stop us to show up and yelling, Yolard Palmerston. You could have Lovejoy proclaiming why creationism is real and evolution is not, while all the while giving examples of how that is not actually true. 
And then at least the dynamic is incredibly fertile ground. But no, instead we get a bunch of lazy caricatures, not unlike the prior episode. Given that the characters in this episode stay a bit more truer to form, I'll put the monkey suit one spot ahead of its predecessor making it a new 344. Hmm. I'm not really sure where it's going to go. We'll uh. talk about... Uh, Derek, the degradation of character in The Simpsons is really exemplified by the ruination of Flanders. It's no wonder the term Flanderization was coined. Here we have more of nut job Ned in the role of antagonist and a really stupid plot that thinks it's clever and relevant. But his classic Simpsons tackles this sort of subject matter so clumsily and ham-fistedly, and it's all a bit embarrassing. We had a Science vs. Religion episode in Season 9. I know people have their issues with it, but I think everyone can at least agree it's vastly superior to what real this is. Another one to put atop the burning pyre. Yeah, at least the skeptic isn't perfect, but it's way better than this. Way better. Uh, way from Benjamin... Uh, the resolution was lazy. The characterizations of the conflict are pretty basic. But I really didn't hate this one. Some of the non-Nelson-related jokes were for me. Pretty much stuck to the storyline throughout. I guess I learned that if you set your bar low enough, they might just meet it. <laughs> so, that's probably that's probably the wiser thing. Uh-huh. Probably should set my bar low, like Lisa does in this episode. Uh, from Aaron, good news. It was better than episode better. Uh, it was better than episodes of Manatees and Amnesia. Bad news, well, everything else. Pointless opening end of summer montages in May, of course, since Father's Day was in November, combined with the more millhouse torture, confusing Nelson disguises, and, of course, the unbearable sanctimonious Ned. Plus, how hard it could have been to research the actual name of one of the most famous books of all time. It's real hard. Mm-hmm. It's real hard to do. Uh, from Lauren, I watched this episode on Monday night, and although I could, although I could rewatch it to refresh myself, I would rather not. Mostly, I just remember being angry. Since there is a separation of church and state, this episode in my head is, um, let's see, a PJ word. Crap. Sure, let's go with crap. They refused to take an overall stance. It was like they wanted to put in these beliefs against each other, but they failed miserably. I think they were trying to parody and Harry the Wind, but I'm honestly not sure. Also, evolution exists. Sorry, but it does. If you want to fight, come at me. <laughs> evolution has different types, micro and macro, and it doesn't have to be synonymous with the Big Bang Theory, but none of that was made clear in this episode. Nope, not at all. Uh, biggest point, maybe don't make an episode about people's beliefs. Just a thought. I feel like I really want to explain about this episode so bad, but it would take a while. And seeing as my, app fl- my apartment flooded today. Oh, no, Lauren. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't have the brain power or inclination to do that. Besides, I'm sure Robbie and Matt already explained in detail why this episode sucks. Oh, this episode's offensive, mind-bogglingly stupid, aggravating, and just a giant waste of time. Tell us what you really think. Uh, finally, from JJ. Full intro, extended couch gag, and pointless fill in the beginning means the actual plot doesn't start until over seven and a half minutes in. Coming in the episode with them arriving at the museum and lose nothing. Bart trying to fit an entire summary to one day is actually a deleted scene from I'm Spelling as Fast as I Can, which they clumsily edited in here, which tells you how short this episode was. Which is odd, because when they actually get to the plot, it's rushed, as if they struggle to fit it all in. Good premise means nothing if it's this poorly executed, Marge and Lisa's talk in the kitchen draws a direct parallel to the similar scene in Lisa the Skeptic. While that scene ends on an emotional serious note, this ends with Marge jumping on a trampoline. Which really shows how far we've fallen since season nine. Still not as bad as last week, though. I, I agree. I think I agree with that. I didn't scream as much in this uh, episode. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good as metric as any, Matt. Yeah, it how really much, is. How much I screamed. I didn't scream as this. Also, I just came off on vacation, so maybe I'm a little bit more chill just because I got to lay next to a wake for a little bit. Yeah. And wreck my back on a bad bed. Uh, That's it. For reviews, you guys can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at any level and leave your own reviews for these terrible episodes if you want. Uh, soon we'll get back to the better episodes. Pretty sure after the movie comes out, they stop splitting their resources and we get actual Simpsons again. So that's good. 
Uh, we can move on. That's a SimpsonShow.com. No, SimpsonShow.com. Patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I'll get it right one of these days. Patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week. So who's your favorite Transformer? Robots in disguise, Matt. Uh, the very good disguises occasionally, very bad disguises other occasionally. Uh, Matt, take it away. All righty. Uh, from Matt, I prefer, from my childhood mornings before school, the TV show Beast Wars. I like the version of Megatron where his beast form is a T-Rex. Now, isn't that prime? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. good. That's good. Uh, from Alex, I'm going to cheat a bit since mine is a combination, but Devastator. Fair. Fair. That's, that still counts. Uh, Lauren, that, that counts. That's fine. That definitely counts. Uh if your answer counts, my answer counts. I'm just going to say that ahead of time. <laughs> okay. uh, from Lauren, Bumblebee. I don't know why I find him adorable. I would love to own, well, any Transformer, but especially Bumblebee. The real question is modern Camaro version Bumblebee or previous, like old school Bumblebee? Why not both? That's what we got for, uh, why not both? Uh, from Benjamin, the internet tells me Blitzwing can be both a tank and a jet, so I will say Blitzwing. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean... His name's Blitzwing, obviously. It's pretty good. Uh, from, from Kelvin, I always liked Blackout. I thought it was hilarious. His weak spot was in his crotch. I mean, if you're a robot, you'd think your crotch wouldn't be that big of a, you know, a <laughs> weak spot. But, you know. Sometimes they're sometimes. Not, not necessarily responsible for what they look yeah, like. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, from uh, Tina, I'm not sure if I have a favorite, but I do enjoy Optimus Prime's monologues at the end of each film. Explaining why humans must be protected, even though we mostly suck. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, for Matt Wastecast's soft spots for Starscream, I love his constant trying and failing to usurp Megatron. And the one time he was crowned, he was obliterated. There's a lesson of perseverance in there. Somewhere. <laughs> and finally, from Lucas, may not count, but I can't not say Truckosaurus. Robbie, what is yours? Um, I'm guessing that we're going to be in similar tacks, uh, Matt, because I'm picking a Transformers from the comic book. Uh, yep. <laughs> specifically from uh, More Than Meets the Eye, the, the I guess, uh, Rewind from More Than Meets the Eye uh, before they found the alternate version of him. It's fine. That doesn't undo what happened. Uh, but his relationship um, uh, with uh, Chrome Dome, and I, I was like, I was very, I didn't really have a big attachment to Transformers. And then I read uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, and then I wanted to cry <laughs> when a Transformer died. It's, so it's amazing how good Transformers can be with the right writer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So face. Rewind in uh, his relationship with Chrome is really good, and Rewind uh, is probably I would I it's between those two largely, but I think I I prefer Rewind of the two. So Rewind is my answer. What is your answer, Matt? That's fair. Uh, my answer is actually a. a team uh the wreckers uh because uh they die a lot so it's hard to pick one of them uh but they're kind of like the suicide squad if the suicide squad ever actually died um but they have a several long-running series uh of comic books and, and each one of them is delightful that i've read yeah they're the transformers comics are really good they're definitely worth checking out um pretty much all of them are are, are at yeah. least reasonably solid like even but I, I personally have read entirely more than meets the eye, and it is really fantastic. Um, next week's question: What is your favorite law movie, law drama? There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have my answer on top of my head. I probably have to think about it a little bit. Yeah, they're really gonna have to think about it. There's quite a few. There's a lot of them. 
uh, post this question. Does it uh, have to be drama or does it have to be just law based? I'll say it's a law movie. Any movie okay. that's about has law in it. I'm going to leave it vague because that makes for more interesting answers. It doesn't have to be a drama, Matt. I just think of, I think it inherently creates dramatic, dramatic movies, but I'm sure there are law comedies, right? So oh yeah, you can include that. Uh, that posts this on uh, everywhere on the internet, Twitter at Simpsons show pod. You can, let's see. I posted on our Patreon again, patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. And you can email us at Simpsons at gmail.com. All those places. Uh, I will post that question, hopefully in time. Last past week, I forgot again because of the aforementioned vacation. But luckily, I only have my work this week. Done, done, done. Matt, you ready? I'm ready for our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Trying to stump the other. Matt has a seven-point lead on me. Oh, boy. This season, and I think I only have two episodes left, so I have to at least get a point on him, or I am mathematically eliminated, which would be not ideal. Not ideal. Um, um, Are you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am, Robbie. These are from Lisa the Skeptic. Lisa finds a fossil of what in Lisa the Skeptic? Uh, that would be an angel. Although, as we'll find out, it's not actually an angel. That is technically correct. The best kind of correct. All right. Your first question. Who tries to build Lisa land in Lisa the Tree Hugger? Uh, the rich Texan? You are correct. God almighty. I haven't. I literally have not even thought about Lisa the Tree Hugger for more than a, even a moment. Until you asked me that question, Matt. Um, your medium question: What is Homer arrested for at the motorboat giveaway? How exact do I have to be? Uh, exact. The more exact you are, the more points you get. If you so, there you go. I'm I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard line. I'm going to say 112 unpaid parking tickets totaling uh, 243 dollars. If you got either of those numbers right, Matt, I would have given you a point. It is 235 Aww. parking tickets totaling $175. Which, <laughs> How is that? They'd be for less than a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. Okay, okay. Uh, your medium question. What is the name of the leader of Dirt First? Jesse Grass. Oh, my goodness. This is not looking good for me. Oh, yeah. Not looking good. You only have a five-point lead. All right, your hard question, Matt. How many appearances on Smartline does Lisa have? And making her fourth appearance on Smartline. Thirteen. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, your hard question. What college does the Thai restaurant owner want to send his daughters to? I want to send them. This is where they make some joke about different Ivy League schools or something. Which the, the the writers included only because they didn't like the one school. Um, is this where they? I'll say Yale. Okay, the answer was colleges. So oh, colleges, Yale and and Harvard. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. It is Swarthmore, Sarah Lawrence, and Bennington. There's three of them. No, I don't remember any of this. At least three you, of them. You made this all up. There's no that doesn't happen. Uh huh. Sure, sure okay. I did. Just all to right. tell yourself that. Okay. Well. I'm within five points, so I have not been mathematically eliminated yet. It's possible 
for me to come back with one episode to go. Not likely, considering that hard question Matt just, Matt just asked me. I have no idea what he was talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a Thai restaurant. I'm like, when when was there a Thai restaurant? <laughs> and daughters? What you... Okay. Uh-huh. I, I, did, I just watched the monkey suit, Matt. I don't have memories I just, of I just enjoyed the drunken jockocracy. Arizona State? Uh, just public universities in general. Sometimes I forget where they reference Arizona State. I know they reference Arizona State at some point. Or FSU. They do both of those. Um, yeah. That's enough trivia. I am not out of it yet. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So let's scroll down here on that old list. Let's get down here real low. There we go. Oh, there we there. We're trying to get there. We're starting to get there. There, there we go. This is the area we're looking for. It's in the three. I'm looking, Matt. I'm looking. This is real dumb, real stupid. Uh huh. Real, real stupid. I'm looking in. I'm looking in. Th- three either 320s probably I, I know it's like high 320s or low 330s um i'm like millhouse of sand and fog homer's paternity coot c homer run other season 17 drek that's where i'm thinking that sounds about right to me uh especially the paternity coot one that one really makes me mad so i'm i'm okay putting it with that one the millhouse of sand and fog is pretty bad the episode that's not about House of uh, Sand and Fog, correct. Yeah, it's not it's not about Milos. It's about Homer and Marge for some reason. Um Grandpa Mason and Homer. There is yeah, I was like, what is fraternity cute? I know it's the fake dad thing. Hmm. I think this is worse than paternity coot. I think it is. Yeah, I would agree. I mean paternity coot is bad, but I I don't think it's. I think it's. I think it's better than this. Um, there. See, Homer run is Homer with the sal- safety salamander, and he runs for mayor. Right? Oh my lord, these episodes are so bad. <laughs> I were just. I'm like, oh right, that's what that episode's about. Oh my god. Um, I I think see Homer run is still better than this. Oh my lord. Uh, Simpsons Christmas stories. Hmm. Simpsons Christmas stories is real bad. Yeah, but I don't know if it was this bad, honestly. There's yeah, there's the first duel. I mean, it's a it's a you know mythology episode. I saw Grandpa cussing Santa Claus. Nutcracker sweet. I think I'd rather watch the Simpsons Christmas stories again, Matt. I would as well. I. The, Honestly, I mean, at this point, we're getting close. Uh, fat, because... fat man and little boy. Oof. Fat what man was that and little boy. Fat man and little boy. Yeah. Uh, I I see. That's the thing. I'm like I'm like I can't remember. These titles are so bad. Um, Boost Gladwell and Homer building oh. a fission reactor in his basement. Then we're very close. Um, I also really hate Mommy Beerist. So. I uh, think this is well. I don't know. This episode's so bad. Oh, okay. I, I know that's better than Million Dollar AB. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's in here. It's in here somewhere. Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. God, that was bad. 
don't know if it was this bad though. It was just Hail Mary Pass. It's one where they do this stupid uh, halftime show. Uh, I hmm. Ugh. I don't. Uh, I don't like any of this. Um. Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass versus this. I have to pick. Can I just not have either? Um, uh, ideally, yes. Okay. Um, mommy beerist. Ugh, gross. Um, Batman and Little Boy with Goose Gladwell. Goose Gladwell. Ooh, I went to Vietnam. Um, like I try to like answer the question. Like, which would I rather watch again? And the answer is, I would rather hit myself in the head with a hammer. Um, <laughs> watch either of them. Yeah, right. that's the thing. Uh, I would say. I'm probably put this below home, the Hail Mary Pass. Like I'm looking at these, I'm like, I'd rather watch them again. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this is I would, below. I think we have to get down to Million Dollar AB or Kiss Kiss Bangalore before I'm like, I would rather watch this than those. I think this is better than Mobile Homer. I, okay. I, I, Mobile Homer is like the, gross because it's like whenever they do March Homer relationship episodes and completely bungle them, I get upset. <laughs> this doesn't have that in it, at least. You know, doesn't have the family being mean to each other. So I put that probably above Mobile Homer, but just barely. These episodes are so bad. Ugh, God almighty. Is that okay, Matt? I'm, I'm looking at 333. New 333. I'm all about that. So that is the monkey suit. New number 333. Right below Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Right above Mobile Homer. Uh, Postcorn News Rankings puts it at number 142, which is a bad place. That's a bad spot. Uh, the lowest is 165 right now. Uh, 356 is where our episodes are. Uh, before we go, we have one more th- question to answer, Matt. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Yay. Um, I'm going to say yes. There's literally zero reason for this episode to ever have existed, and I'm sad they wasted what little time they spent on it. Yeah, there's nothing of value in it. That's really like the ba- the bare minimum question. Like, is there anything of value? No, nothing. You know what we say, Matt? Fire the cannon. Fire the cannon. Oh, c- c- come on. Fire the ca- We're having some misfunction- malfunctions with the cannon today. Give me- let me tap on it a couple times. All right. At the end of the day, it fired. It's an old cannon. It takes you got to warm it up a little bit. Uh, so goodbye, the monkey suit forever. We hate you. Uh, don't come back. Uh, that is. Uh, let's see. Well, that 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 answers that. What is Matt's 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 messing with my list here? Uh, we we are working our way from the top down in the same way to answer that question, and we are at number fifty nine. That is Lisa's sacks. I mean, I feel like in season nine, we already knew the show was headed downhill, but there were still some pretty good episodes. And that that is definitely one of them. Yes, I agree. Lisa Sachs is is really nice and really sweet. And it kind of does. Nine is that that season where it starts slip sliding away from us. But Lisa Sachs, there's this is still a handful of very good season nine episodes that they still had the certain charm. And I don't know. 
don't know, resemblance to the golden years, even if they sometimes yeah. were starting to fall apart. The seams away around the edges, they're starting to be a little fuzzy, but Lisa sex is great. It's such a sweet episode and takes such a simple little thing and makes it more important than it was. It, it deepens our relationship to Lisa and to, 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 to Homer and how valuable their relationship can be together. It's so beautiful. Um, this list, it's on our website. It's the simpsonshow.com. Has links to everything there. Uh to this list, to our Patreon, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Uh if you want to help us out, support the show, go on our Patreon, you get a bunch of bonus material with it. You get uh your you can leave reviews for new episodes as we as, so you can watch the horror alongside us if you want. Uh it's all there. We appreciate everyone who supports us. You guys are the best. Um our next episode, Matt, is the last episode of season 17. Thank the Lord. We are finally almost done with this. I season 17 has done its best to end me. Oh no, I don't like the look of this at all. <laughs> Robbie, why is that? What's coming up? Next episode is called Marge and Homer Turn a Couple Play. I remember this episode, Robbie, and woo! <laughs> there's, a, there's a still shot of Buck, a baseball player, asks for help with his relationship and with and there's Tabitha played by Mandy Moore. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. this. Is not. I don't like this whatsoever, Matt. Why is this? At least it's the last one. This is the last episode of season seventeen. I'm so happy. Then we get to eighteen, and hopefully after that, one more season of terror. Uh, maybe eighteen will be better. Can be. Can here, Matt. This is a serious question. Eighteen can't be worse than seventeen, can it? Looking at the season 18 episodes right now, um, I don't think so. I think some of the episodes actually might be what you would call good. What? Uh, or I remember them being interesting, quite frankly, at the very least. So maybe they will be quite as bad overall. Okay. Well, it's got, one a, more. It's got the 24 parody in season 18. It does have the 24 parody um, with Jack, Jack Bauer shows up. Um We'll, that's a ways away. For, that's eternity from now. Um, but we have one more season 17 episode to go. Marge and Homer turn a couple of play. That's next week. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me online before we go. You find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman. That is my name. My website is also my name. It is RobbieDarman.com. And I have a book coming out. Basically, the, the, the day the the day this releases effectively, Monday, the 26th of July, 2021, my book, Death Rattle, is out. It's my newest horror novel. You heard a bubble spiel about it at the beginning of the episode. I would love for you to go check it out. Go buy it. Go read it. Leave a nice review. All those things. Uh, I worked really hard at it. I think it's my best book yet. I love my main character in it. You should go buy it. for It's, 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 it's $5. It's a good deal for 5 bucks. Um, plus it helps me. So, and you love me. And it's just a good book overall. I do pay Matt for those, for those opinions, for his positive <laughs> reviews, but you know, uh -huh. it's, it not sure a, it's not a lot though. <laughs> it's only a little bit of money. Uh, so I appreciate that. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. Uh, I spend all my time. I'm, I'm literally going to, you know, go wait hand and foot on some kittens who uh, basically I have to chase all day long because they're so fast, despite being like four weeks old. Uh, but if you'd like to see these kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and be bowled over by their adorableness. That sounds like a good idea, Matt. 
it will it's an antidote to all the horrible things in the world the ills of the world are set, are, are are helped you it's a solve it's a salve yes salve salve not solve salve how, how do you say it so yes exactly like that okay good got it uh i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you for watching this episode. Shh.